Hello and welcome. This is Story You Talk Radio, and I am your host, Coach Debbie. I'm here with you every Thursday at 4 o'clock on KKNW, 1150 AM, and we are based in Seattle, Washington. It is a joy that you are joining me for one hour of really focusing on our stories because when we focus on them, we start to discover our voice and it just makes it that much easier to share our stories and to be really truly expressive. And that's what I want to offer you through my services. I am a retired professor of teaching English, essay writing, and mythology. And one day I got this wild hair, thanks to my dear friend Todd Allen, who introduced me to radio and introduced me also to the life and the excitement of being an entrepreneur. And he helped me see that although I was having a lot of fun with my students, I could really, really dive in and help people write their books if I was just willing to take a big leap. And a big leap it's been. But here I am with you to offer ways in which you can discover your own voice and get that book you have inside of you out and in print and online and in the hands of people that you want to serve. So I encourage you today to follow along as we are going to talk about resetting to happiness. This is the title of one of my mastermind courses, a 90-day mastermind course that helps anyone, but especially the writer, really understand that our happiness requires our courage and our commitment, as well as some other things that we're going to talk about today. If you want some live coaching, I'm available for you. If you're in the Seattle area, you can call in at 425 I gotta get this closer. Four two five three seven three five five two seven. Or if you're outside of Seattle, try eight 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 two nine eight five five six nine. And when you call, you are going to hear the voice of Eric Ryder, the engineer that joins me every single episode. Hello, Eric. Hey, good afternoon. How, how are we doing this week, Coach Debbie? I'm doing great, except for those black clouds. I'm doing great. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're supposed to be uh, parting shortly, and oh. we should be getting some more sunshine the next few days. So. Oh, wonderful. Well, Back to summer. <laughs> good, good. It is July, after all. Yes, indeed. Well, my hope is that the topic of the show is going to bring a little summer into everyone's day. And we might have to trudge through a few clouds to get there, but... We're in for it, yeah? We're ready. Sounds good to me. Okay. That's the voice of Eric Ryder, and he is ready to take your call. You can also check in with me via Facebook Messenger. I always check in during our breaks, which are at 20 after and 40 after, and I see if you've written a note to me. And if you're one of those people that has been to my website, and that website is www.coachdebbie.com. If you've been there, my hope is you've signed up for my newsletter. 
I really, I really put a lot into making sure that I'm sticking to my mission here and that every week when I send out that newsletter, I'm inviting you to take a look at the content coming up and maybe putting in a request. What do you want to talk about? Is there something you would like to get coached on? When you receive the newsletter, all you got to do is click reply, send a note, go straight to my inbox. I'm the only one who reads it. If you want to stay completely anonymous, you can. If you want to offer your first name, your age, you can. If you want to tell us what city you're in, that's even better. But my hope is to answer your coaching questions, whether you can join me live or not. And I always do like to say hi to the people that have let me know they are going to be here for the live show. So just a quick hello to Bob, to Nancy, to Eileen, to... Are you joining me today, Annette? It doesn't say you're here, but I bet you are. To Kevin, to Zach, and also a hello to Missy, to Nicole, and to Crystal. Thank you so much for letting me know you are spending this hour with me live. And if you can't be here live, tune into your iTunes, your Apple Podcasts, or have you heard of Podcast One? All one word. It's a great app, Podcast One. All the episodes are there. And of course, my website, www.coachdebbie.com. As I was mentioning, we today, we're talking about reset. Who's we? Who's we? Debbie and all of her angels. We're talking about resetting to happiness. Because if you've noticed, there are times when you're just not feeling it, right? If you're a writer, you probably go through a little bit of this every time you look at a blank piece of paper. Happiness sometimes escapes us. And... There are the very, very positive and sometimes the emotional bypassers in the world that think it never should. It doesn't have to. It's easy to stay positive all the time. La, la, la. But I don't know if that's so true. I I think there are moments when our emotions beckon for our attention. And they say, you know, I'm not feeling good and I'm not feeling good for a good reason. And if we pay attention to that reason, we can reset to happiness instead of pretending that we're happy or instead of just going, meh, I'm content, it's good enough. We don't want good enough. We want the real thing, right? If you have a question about this or if you want some coaching on it today, I am taking your questions. I think we should start with the idea of fake happiness. And this really comes out of the notion that our society just thinks we should be happy. Or if we're not, we should be standing on a bandstand really talking about why we're not. Fake happiness is often a belief that, well, that we wouldn't be accepted if we weren't happy. And you can often, you know, you can catch people that are trying to pull off this fake happiness. 
I I caught someone. I caught someone that I was following on Facebook. She claimed to be a health advisor. She had very good content, if you asked me. She was also a yoga and fitness instructor. She was a dietitian, I think was the proper word. Uh, she looked really good, really good on Facebook. So I hired her. And just, just because I don't want to embarrass her too much, I'm just going to go straight to the chase. I also fired her. You want to know why? She wasn't that happy in person. She was great online. She was faking it like crazy on social media. But face to face, she couldn't really fake it. And I think a lot of us run into this. We are really on the spot when we're face to face. So I, came, I really sat down and I came up with five things that keep us in that fake happiness. And I want to share them with you today. And it's usually some lack of belief in something. We are lacking a belief of, for one, our own creativity. Just one idea. When do we fake happiness? When we're lacking a belief that our creativity really matters. So we kind of squelch it. Or we do something that we think would be smarter, wiser, look better, have more status, make us more money, all that good stuff. But what we really want, we really want our creativity to be in the forefront. But we lack the belief that it would work. So we fake the happiness and we go for that next degree. Not the one we really want, but the next one we think we should have. We look for more status, not because we're really committed to it, but because it's in that fake happiness realm that we've just become so acceptant of. Your real happiness is in your creativity. It's just one area where your real happiness lives. What makes you feel alive and creative? If you ask yourself that question, just sit back and ask yourself that question. What makes me feel alive and creative? Don't worry if you've got time for it. Don't worry if it can happen today. But you know there's something. And I bet if I pushed you, you could come up with about five things that make you feel alive and creative. It doesn't even have to be something you're great at. You know something that makes me feel really alive and creative is photography. And I don't have that much eyesight. <laughs> Last time I checked, people that are really good photographers can really see well. Uh, there is that autofocus neato thing that I use a lot. But I love, I love the composition of a great picture. I, I think Instagram was made for me, even though I don't use it very well. I, I really, if, if I had nothing better to do than be creative all day long... I'd probably just hang out, take pictures, post them, write little stories about it. Can you hear where my voice is going? I feel happy and like a kid just talking about it. That's real happiness. That's the real stuff. When we don't think we're allowed to be in our real true stream of it, 
We go for the fake happiness, the status, the money, the good looks, whatever. Nothing wrong with status and money and good looks as long as you're really happy. Yeah. Let's take a look at another thing. When you're trying to find your voice and you're trying to reset to happiness, one thing that's going to hold you back is, is withdrawing or lacking that belief in your creativity. But a second thing that I think is really going to hold you back is if you don't believe in your freedom or your free time. Now, here in Washington and all over the U.S., a lot of us just took a four-day weekend and we celebrated a national freedom. We blew up fireworks. We got gunpowder in our eyes. <laughs> I did. We had picnics. We got the barbecue out. We hung out with our old lost friends. We smiled and laughed. We ate hamburgers, chewed gum. We supported the vegan burger rally. We did all sorts of things to celebrate freedom. Now, we don't want to just get in the habit of only doing that one day out of the year. It's a really fun time. It's a really fun excuse. But if you're lacking in the belief that your freedom or your free time really counts, then my guess is the only happiness you're experiencing is one that's kind of false. You have to know and you have to be engaged in some amount of freedom or free time. Even those who are incarcerated will tell you that if they can't let their mind go to some sort of free thoughts or to enjoy some sort of free time, they suffer so much more. Even if you are kind of caged into something, how might you engage again with free thoughts, with free time? My brother is a great example in that he recently took on a job uh, working as a postal carrier. Now, he might have known, but I'll tell you this, I had no idea how demanding that job is. In fact, I've almost kind of relished that it looked like a fancy pants job, you know, like you show up in the morning and you put on a satchel and you stick pretty letters in your bag and then you go and give them to people and you go home and have dinner. That was always my story. This is Story You Talk Radio. We really care about stories, right? That was always my story, but I found out it was a false one. And I found out through my brother, who works very, very hard for the Postal Service. And because he works hard and because he worked long hours and because his first day on the job was Black Friday, one of the busiest days you can work for the Postal Service, Oh, that poor guy. He was uh, just on day one of the job feeling detached from his happiness. So one of the things on his Christmas list was a speaker, one of those portable speakers, you know. You can put them in your fancy mail truck, and it plays your happy music. Even while he's working long, 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 long hours, getting fit as can be, carrying heavy parcels, 
the music helped him feel free again. The music brought him back to himself. And sure, he had to smile at the lady holding her dog back so he's not getting bitten while he hands over the package, but he can get back in his his uh, postal runner and listen to his music and have a moment of creativity and free time. So notice how your happiness goes up when you start to blend these things together. I hope I'm giving you some ideas here about where we lack our beliefs and how we can tune back in to our happiness. This is something we go into great depth around in my mastermind courses. We're going to talk more about that after the break. If you've got a question, I encourage you to send that right on in. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Kathy Cooper, and every Wednesday from 1 to 2 p.m., I'll be hosting Lost and Found. We'll be discussing all types of losses, but it's not going to be the doom and gloom hour. It'll be an hour of education, support, validation, and yes, we will have a little bit of humor. So won't you join me Wednesdays, 1 to 2 p.m., Lost and Found, because every loss matters, and through every loss, something can be found. You took the first step and quit smoking, but even former smokers may still be at risk for lung cancer. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know about a new low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early. It takes only 60 seconds and could save your life. You took the first step, now take the next. Visit SaveByTheScan.org for a simple quiz to see if you're eligible and talk to your doctor about screening. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. Are you ready for something real, raw, upfront, and honest? Then tune in each Wednesday at 2 p.m. right here for Love from the Hip. I am spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and the host, Sakura Sutter. This show is unlike anything you have ever heard and was created to help others to help themselves. Hear me follow up with guests I have hypnotized and see how it has improved their lives. I will also spotlight amazing people from around the world. Their skin tips, live readings, and answers to life's burning questions. Join us each Wednesday at 2 p.m. Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150kknw.com on the web. Welcome back. This is Story You Talk Radio, and I am your host, Coach Debbie. I am based here in the Seattle area, and I help people write their books, their blogs, their love letters, whatever it is that they really, really want to find their true expression around. Today, we are talking about resetting to happiness, and this is the title of my upcoming mastermind course. If you're interested in trying it out, I am offering the first two weeks for free. That means instead of it being an eight-week course for you, it would be a 10-week course. The two first weeks are for free. After that, we really buckle down and get serious and go forward into deep principles, and that's when I got to collect the money. But up until then, completely free. And all you got to do is send me an email and say, I want to start with you. And I want to do that two-week freebie. 
This is not open to everyone. You're special because you're listening to the live program today. So just send me an email. And that email is askcoachdebbie, it's D-E-B-B-Y, askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. I heard just today that my, my old email address that you might have has been restored, but I haven't checked it. And because I'm just so weary of technology, I'm going to ask you to use my brand new email, askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. So when we talk today about resetting to happiness, I mean, what is it that you think makes you happy, whether you got it or not? What does it take to be happy? Some people would say, well, it takes wealth. Some would say it takes marriage. Others would say it doesn't take marriage. It takes a great marriage. Some would say it takes babies. Some would say, I think a wonderful career, that's what, that's what makes happiness. Others would say, all I need is a vacation once a year and I'm happy. But all of these things, if you noticed, are, they're kind of on the outside. They don't, they're, they're not really part of your emotional system. They're not your emotional center. And I would beg to differ that if you are focusing first and foremost on the thing on the outside as opposed to taking care of your emotions and your relationship with yourself, well, it's just going to be harder and take longer to achieve the happiness. Because it is our emotions that control whether we're happy or not. I mean, think about it for a second. If you feel disturbed, are you happy? No. But if you turn around your feeling and you're no longer disturbed, you actually have achieved clarity, do you have to have wealth and clarity to have happiness? Or do you just need some clarity? If you were once disturbed, and you deal with your emotions around that, and you come into self-acceptance of what it is you're feeling disturbed about and try something new, my guess is you don't need wealth and marriage and babies and career and vacations and all of that to start feeling happy. And I'm not dissuading you from pursuing your wealth and getting married and having your baby. I want you to have all that. I just don't want you to think it's the path to happiness. My understanding is that the path to happiness is the ability to understand your emotions. So we're going a little bit deeper this segment of the show than we did in the first segment. First segment, we were just looking at what's some fake happiness? What are some blocks and We talked a little bit about the idea that if you're lacking the belief of freedom for yourself or free time, if you're lacking the belief of your own creativity, you're not going to feel very happy. You might be putting on a front for others. Another thing is if you're lacking the idea that, you know, just being content is enough, you're probably never going to reach happy. 
Content is not the full bloom of happy. It's a good thing, but it's not the full bloom. If you're lacking the belief that you have a lot of possibility in front of you, yeah, happiness is going to be a far reach. There's other things too, and we will go through those in the mastermind. But hang in this with me just for a moment here. Let's say you are that writer. Let's say you are that person that is trying to be really expressive with your speech, with your blog, with your love letters, with your communication, with your family. Let's say that you want to experience happiness today. You don't want to wait. It's not, it's not okay with you and satisfying to you to wait. What do you think your first step is? If you were going to take, take inventory of where you are right now on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being that real full bloom feeling of happy and zero, let's, let's call zero, let's call zero despair, like ugh. <laughs> just that awful feeling of, you know, I just am down in the bottom of the well. What number would you pick for yourself today? You at a five, you know, just like hanging in there, five, yeah. You at a six, a little bit better than a five, yeah, yeah. Six is pretty good. How about a seven? Yeah, what about an eight? How about nine? Or do you want to go for 10? Do you want to live full out and go for a 10? You can have that, but you can't if you're not aligned with your emotions. If you're thinking that you can disconnect yourself from your emotions and get to happy, you can't because happy is a big 10. Happy is a big 10. And all those other emotions are further, 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 further down. Joy, let's, t- let's call joy a 10 and a half. Yeah. Happy is a great, great feeling. Even if it registers inside of you as more of a, a six level of content, at least you're in the sphere of happy, Right? I'm going to suggest that if you are wanting to reset to happiness, one of the things you're going to have to take a look at is your courage. Where are you relating to your courage? Again, let's think for a minute about the writer. Are you feeling courageous when you look at that white sheet of paper? If you're feeling absolute and utter despair all the way down there in the bottom of the well. You got a ways to go to get to happy, and I know I don't have to tell you that. But I also want to tell you, it can happen today. So here's the path. And it's not the one you're going to think. And this is why I wanted to talk about fake happiness first. The path from despair to happiness is going to require that you walk through your anger. Yeah. That you walk through your sadness. 
and that you walk through it knowing you can shed it if you go through it. You can't walk around it. Despair is this, like, I don't care. Uh, you know, I, I don't see any reason for this. There, there's barely any energy in despair. But usually, when you're starting to get up, sit up, look out the window, and reset yourself, and head toward happy, you come face to face with feeling yeah, I almost used a word we can't use. You come face to face with your anger right away. Yeah, you see it. And you might, you might be tempted to just pole vault that, but it's not going to work. Find out what that anger wants to say to you. This brings me back to what I was saying. It takes courage. What does your anger want to say? Your anger is blocking the door between where you're at and getting to happiness. But it's only doing that to protect you. It's not doing it because anger's bad. It's just trying to protect you from what you might think you're not ready for. So if you're sitting in front of a blank piece of paper thinking about writing your book, and you can't even come up with where to begin, and you don't know where a great writing coach is, and you don't think you have enough time for this, and you're not sure you're going to make any money, you're dealing with some despair. And even as I said it, I started to feel angry. I started to take on a little of that anger. But if you can meet that, what are you angry about? Find out what it has to say. Maybe it's saying, I'm angry that it's not flowing. Ah, you're going to get some relief pretty fast. Okay, you're angry that it's not flowing. How come it's supposed to flow? Well, I've only got so much time. I don't have all day. I've only got half an hour a day. I got to go to work. I need this thing to flow out of me. Come on. I'm a little upset about it. If you can admit that, you might even want to write that down. I'm a little upset that my book isn't flowing. See where it takes you. I'm going to go on a rant for a minute and show you how this works. I'm a little upset that my book isn't flowing. That's sentence one. My book should be flowing because I've been thinking about it for a long time. Stay with it. You're angry. You're doing well. I've been thinking about it so long. This thing should have been published last year. Keep going. Doing a good job. Not only should it have been published last year, but I should have made some royalty checks off this. Instead, what am I doing? I'm looking at a blank sheet of paper. You know, I have a book here on nutrition I could be writing. Oh, nutrition. What do you want to say about that? Well, I could tell you all about celery juice. I could tell you what I have learned just from celery juice. I bet you a book just on celery juice could make some royalty checks. You know, maybe I should talk about the journey I went on celery juice. Do you hear? I'm not as angry anymore. I had quite a journey with celery juice. That medium, Anthony Williams, he taught me a lot. And I took what he said. And I took a journey. And maybe what I need to share is that even my sister-in-law indulged in this together. And, and you're writing. You're writing. You're not focusing on the fact that you're mad anymore. You're writing. You moved through it. 
you did it in a minute and a half. Now, most of us don't think to do this, to have the courage to face the fear and start writing, start expressing, because we want to be happy. And what's standing right in front of us are anger. But if you allow yourself to be angry, you're going to find your anger doesn't really keep doing its job protecting you if you do your job. And if your job is to write, write about that anger and watch it disappear. Now, you're a good enough writer to know that that kibosh that you just wrote there, (laughs) that stuff is not going to be the final edition of your book. But what did it do? It got you from being face-to-face with a blank sheet of paper to doing something, to taking action, and to start to move. From there, you might really get into your content. You might pick up the phone and have a collaborative conversation. You might turn to where you've done some research It doesn't really matter. What matters is if you want to be happy, you've got to meet that with courage. Whatever feeling you're at right now, you're going to need to meet it with some courage. And if you're trying to write, you're going to need to write. May I remind you, writers write. That's what they do. Writers write right. They stare at blank sheets of paper, but it gets them mad and it messes up their happiness. How do I know? (laughs) Call me up someday and we'll talk. I know. I know all about that. But I befriended my courage. And you're going to have to befriend your courage even when you're afraid. But I want to invite you to be courageous anyway. Be courageous even when you're afraid. Because that's about the only time your courage is going to show up. It shows up when we're scared. When you're not scared, you don't really need it. Okay? We're moving toward happiness. And we're moving up that ladder of emotions from despair, from fake happiness, from, you know, a level of content. There's nothing wrong with being content. But if you want happiness, there's something that is wrong with being content. We're learning that anger protects us. Whether we're writing, whether we're talking to our kids, whether we've got a a message for the boss, whatever it is we're trying to express, we have to work with our emotions in order to claim happiness. And that's a lot of what we do in my mastermind group. No one has walked away unhappy. I promise you that. No one has gone through it and said, I just took a reset your happiness mastermind and I'm unhappy. (laughs) Thank goodness I have never gotten that review. But one review I did get, and I was a little concerned about it at first, was this required courage. The first time I saw that, I thought, you know, I need to talk to people more about their courage because it does. It does require courage to be happy. 
the only people on the planet that are usually happy without ever trying to be are little babies. And if you notice, they haven't acquired that much baggage in their life yet. So it's kind of easy. Sometimes it's those cultures that have very little. They come together and they experience a lot of happiness. They shine that back and forth to each other. But it's often not where we think it's going to be. That quick wealth, that baby, that marriage, that career, we think as soon as we birth that, we're going to be happy. But I want to encourage you, be happy now. Don't wait. Don't wait to have that baby. Don't wait to get married. Don't wait to have that fistful of dollars. Work on it right now. You might be surprised how much you can transform in just a matter of minutes. We're going to go to our second break. And if you have a question about resetting your happiness, I am here to take your call or to answer your post. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. Right now, Doctors Without Borders medical teams are operating in some of the most remote and dangerous corners of the world. When front yards become front lines, when disaster erupts, when disease rages, when communities collapse under crisis, at the crossroads of conflict and epidemic, where there are no hospitals, that's where we operate. We go where conditions are the worst because that's where we're needed most. In nearly 70 countries, We're saving lives threatened by violence, disease, malnutrition, and catastrophic events. Donors are vital to our mission. Your response is critical to our response in places where a few others will go. That's where we operate. Learn more at doctorswithoutborders.org. Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound. Welcome back. This is Story You Talk Radio, and I am your host, Coach Debbie. We are talking about resetting to happiness. It happens to all of us. We fall away from our happiness. Everyone does. Don't believe the Facebook ads. Don't believe the Facebook profile. Even though that gal in front of you is smiling nice and bright, she's got moments where she's not. And she's not on Facebook when it's happening. That's why it's really hard to understand what's real happiness, right? Think of the neighbor that's always got that beautiful yard. Their daisies are always in bloom, right? Their fig tree is always producing. 
The roof never has any limbs on it. It looks so pretty. And you think, how'd they do that? Well, there's probably some other area that they're not letting you see that's not as happy. I don't want to speak bad about those neighbors, but we all have moments when we've got to reset to happy. So we've got a question from Elaine. This is a good one. This is a tough one to answer, but I want to share it with you. Elaine writes in and says, thank you for offering your content for writers. I never really thought of myself as a writer, more as more a video vlogger, but you're right. Every time I do this, I'm sharing some kind of story. And when I'm not feeling happy, it's harder to do. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Elaine. It's harder to do. She says, I'm really concerned lately about what people are going to think about my brand. I am going pro at this point. It's a long story, but this is my dilemma. My brother, for example, who I'm very close to and who I have always looked up to, made a comment the other day that really, really hurt. How can I keep going on what I love when I'm aware that what others say really matters to me. Yeah. You know, Elaine, this, the, Elaine, where are you writing to me from? I just want to take a peek. Uh, Bellingham, Bellingham, Washington. Thank you for your question, Elaine. This is something that, oh, I just, I, I think it's the human experience. What are they going to think of me? Let, let me tell you, I lost some friends, Elaine, when I decided to come to KKNW and do a, a show that talked about spirituality and writing your story. Don't you think that that's kind of a bum deal? But there were friends that were just, they, they just weren't aligned with that. And the nice way of saying it is they fell away. They fell away. Sometimes the people that are caught up in judgment for a while, fall away. And the reason they fall away is because we stand strong in what it is we decided to do. Remember, why is it you decided to be a video vlogger? Because it makes you happy, Elaine. Because it allows you to express yourself, right? Because it allows you to be the real you. Now, did you say did you say this is an older brother? Uh, you said it was someone you looked up to. So, I, so I'm getting the idea it's someone older than you. I I think that that can add an extra punch to the gut when when we look up to someone and we feel like they're kind of looking down on us. They're not really embracing us. They're not really welcoming us. You know, you, you are in a position where you're either going to be looking at that and activating the pain of it more and more, or where you're going to give yourself a break from facing those judgments and moving more towards your video work. That's where you get to express yourself. And I bet you they're not gone for good. 
the real people that love you, they might go for a while, they might go for a long while, but he's not gone for good, and he's probably not gone for good reason. He might just be caught up in some judgment, some fear. This is your turn to be courageous, your turn to stand in what really matters to you. And I find, Elaine, when, when it's me, the more I can turn away from anything that feels like it's beating me up, anything where I feel like I'm hearing in my ears, I told you so, or anything that just, ah, just, just feels judgmental. Anytime I can give myself some relief from that, I feel my creativity coming back. We were talking about that at the beginning of the show. It would be a fake happiness for you if you just turned away from what you're doing well and you didn't indulge yourself in your videos. I want to encourage you to go deeply into your creativity to spend your, your freedom, your free time that we talked about, going into your talents, really believing in your possibilities. It's not that these people in our life are bad. It's just that they got their own stuff going on. And that's it. I hope this has served you, Elaine, and I'm so glad you wrote in. If you would like to write back, and send me a place where I can contact your post office box or your street address, I will send you a personalized, um, a personalized journal where I'll give you some writing prompts that will help you on this very issue that you brought up today. But for now, namaste, my friend Elaine, and thank you so much for writing in. I want to get to the second really, really important principle that is so important if you really want to reset to your happiness. The first one is to really engage your courage. And remember, courage doesn't mean that you have to armor up and go to war. It's not that. Courage is just when you're aware that you got some fears but you're going to face whatever that is that you're not sure you want to face. It might be a blank sheet of paper. It might be an agent. It might be a publisher. If you're not writing, it might be your wife. It might be your kids. It might be the neighbors, the boss. It might be politics. Whatever it is, ask yourself, what can I do that allows me to feel courageous? And one thing, if you're a writer, that you want to do is pick up that pen and write. Write what you're feeling. Write what's bugging you. It'll come back and you'll get back on track. If you're afraid you won't, set a timer and tell yourself, I'm giving myself 12 minutes to write whatever I want. And to feel whatever I feel. But allow yourself to be courageous and take that step. And I promise, if you're feeling despair, you're going to feel better 
after you take 12 minutes with yourself. You're also going to feel a lot better if you're willing to make a commitment. Anywhere in your life that you are 100% committed, you are experiencing acceptance. You are often experiencing love. And you are definitely on a path to happiness. Where you are willing to really commit, and I mean full on, 100%, I'm in. Your self-acceptance around whatever that is giving you despair. Your love around whatever that is that's allowing you to settle. Your peace. It will return. So I want you to think for a minute. I did a a Facebook Live for my private Facebook group on this. If you'd like to join that, if you're someone that you would say, you know, I'm a soulful person that likes to be expressive, uh, why don't you send me a request to be in the Facebook group? We have a lot of fun there. I did a Facebook Live, and I really asked people, Where in your life, where are you 100% committed? Because if you are, you are really channeling into that place of real self-acceptance, real courage. You might not even need courage. You might just be in a place of self-acceptance. But it's a loving place. And it's definitely a place where you are happy. Where is it? Where are you 100% content? A little water there. I'm a little more content with my water. For some people, I would say they're 100% content in something where they know they are really serving. A doctor who goes to a third world country, now that takes... That takes 100% commitment. Did I say content? I meant commitment. Uh, That's grand scale. What about you and your world? My guess is if you're a mom, you know what commitment is. You are no stranger to commitment. You need commitment to reset to happiness. A mom, you know, she she can't just say, well, I got these kids, and on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm really into them, and on Tuesdays and Thursdays, they're kind of on their own, but they figure it out. And then I, I recommit on Mondays. You know, I take the weekends off. Moms don't do that. Moms are moms, 100%. They're 100% committed to their children. When they're outside and their child's outside and they hear a car screech on its brakes, They are awake, alert, moving. Moms don't say, you know, it's Tuesday. I don't really, I I don't really chase my kids down on Tuesdays. That's not a, no, no. Moms are 100% committed. And if you ask them about their kids, they're happy. Even if their kid is going through a hard time, they might have tears around the fact that child is in a place that's a hard time, but underneath that is 
happiness. Commitment brings us back to our happiness, just like our courage. And I shared with my Facebook private group the other day that I was having a really hard time thinking about where am I 100% committed? Like I could think of places where I'm 90%. I could think of places where I'm 50%, you know, in and out. Uh, I could think of places where I'm like 98%, but where, where do I never take my foot off the gas when it comes to commitment? And I came up with something. Kind of surprised me. I, I, it, for those of you that can't see me, <laughs> I am, I'm albino. And that means I have low pigmentation in my hair and in my skin. But believe it or not, um, you have low pigmentation in your eyes as well when you're albino. And that means that, that my vision is, is very limited. Uh, I have less than half my vision. And I always have. And I don't fight with that. It, it, it is. I am. I identify completely with the amount of vision I have. And it's always been this way. It's true that before I went to college, before I was straining my eyes all the time and staying up late, I had a tad bit more. A tad. But, but for the most part, um, I've always been in very thick glasses. I've always had to accept that even with very thick glasses, I'm, I'm only able to see at a rate of about 30% clarity. So they get me somewhere, out the door and walking, but um, yeah, I'm not at 20-20. But if you ask me, am I 100% committed to this set of eyes I got? My answer is yes. Every day, always, always. I have never had a craving for another set of eyes. I have never, ever thought my life would be better if I could trade these in. I don't think a mother has ever thought my life would be better if I could give up this kid and get a different one. When you are 100% committed, you can be happy for no reason. It does not bother me that these are my eyes. And that's because I'm committed to them. They work at whatever level they can every day. And that's fine with me. I'm happy to have these eyes. They're my identity. And they let me be happy. I got the ones that were set for me. When you can be that way with something in your life, that committed and that courageous, and you face your day, you're happy. You don't have to try. You're there. You are there. And if you want to stay there, if you want to know what it's like to practice that, I invite you to join my mastermind class. I invite you to join in a journal practice and just get going with it right now. These are the things we talk about here on Story You Talk Radio. I hope it has served you. It is my joy to join you every single Thursday 
Until next week, namaste, my friends. Thank you.